Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, where we discuss the latest topics and trends in economic development with subject matter experts and influencers from across the nation and around the world. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. This is Clark Cogbill, Director of Marketing for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. We are recording today's podcast, as we always do, from Lucky Dog Audio, based in downtown Little Rock. The Arkansas Economic Development Commission's mission is to create economic opportunity by attracting higher-paying jobs, expanding and diversifying our state and local economies, increasing incomes and investment, and generating positive growth throughout Arkansas. There are many ways the team at AEDC works to accomplish that mission. One important way is through the work of the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division. This team promotes the growth and sustainability of minority and women-owned business enterprises in Arkansas with the ultimate goal of helping these businesses succeed and contribute to the economic growth in Arkansas. Today I'm joined by Esperanza Masana Crane, my coworker and director of the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division of AEDC. Esperanza, welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Thank you, Clark. I'm happy to be here. It is my honor to represent the minority and women-owned business community at AEDC, such an important group that we serve, and I am just thrilled to, to be in this role and serving in this capacity. Absolutely. Also calling in on today's podcast is John Harrison, who will be the keynote speaker at the Minority Enterprise Development Week Leadership Training on September 21st at Mosaic Templars in downtown Little Rock. John is the founder of VIP2, a leadership training and consulting organization based in Little Rock. John partners with organizations of all sizes to transform workplace environments and attitudes, inspiring lasting change that extends beyond the job into families and communities. John, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and anxious to be part of this uh, training that's coming up as well. All right. We're going to have a good discussion today. We're going to start with Esperanza. Uh, Esperanza, in your own words, give, give us just an overview of your division, the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division of AEDC. Absolutely. Our division acts as a connector and a resource to minority and women-owned businesses all over the state. From an economic development standpoint, it is our goal to arm these businesses with the necessary resources so they can grow and expand and therefore help positively impact the economy of the state. Great. Now, one of the things that your division offers is certification for minority and women-owned businesses. Can you talk about this certification? Absolutely. Our certification is uh, the vetting of a business, basically saying that it is owned, operated, and managed daily by an ethnic minority person or a service-disabled veteran or a female. And so why do you encourage uh, minority-owned or women-owned businesses to, to go through this certification? What does that do for them? There's several benefits to be certified. And even though you don't need to be certified to pursue a contract with the state, the certification is definitely an asset uh, for businesses. And it sets the business apart when the business is trying to do business with the state or the federal government. There are a number of benefits, and I'll be happy to share some of them with you. One benefit that we are trying to promote and get the word out is that 
their state government purchases of up to $40,000 that can be made without competitive solicitation. And if you are a certified minority women-owned business, you can go after uh, these type of contracts up to $40,000. You also have access to the loan mobilization program, which is technically currently on hold, but we're hoping to resume it uh, pretty soon. You also get listed in an online directory, um, which I know we will talk about later, um, and you get positioned in the directory as a certified-owned business. And then you also have access to a statewide network of support services uh, and, and special trainings, workshops, classes, and especially the notification of bid opportunities. So we try to push out special communication to certified businesses. Um, we get literally every week bid notifications from different state agencies or from local governments and so we push it out to certified businesses so they can reach out to and reach out to these opportunities and participate also the certification is at no cost to the business so it's completely free um, and it's just something great for a business to have under their belt absolutely a lot of good reasons to get certified as a minority and women-owned business it's free, as Esperanza said. Now, just because we're the state and to help people uh, know the difference, what is the difference between getting your business registered with the state of Arkansas and achieving this certification as a minority and women-owned business? That is a great question, Clark, and I'm glad you're bringing that up. But basically, registering your company with the Office of State Procurement as a vendor allows you to do business with the state of Arkansas. The certification, on the other hand, basically indicates that your company has undergone a review process to show that, in fact, it is 51% or more owned, controlled, and operated by either an African-American, Hispanic-American, American Indian, Asian-American, um, service-disabled veteran, uh, or female. And I will encourage any minority or women-owned business that is listening to our podcast to visit the Office of State Procurement and register their, their business with them as well. So that's also a good thing to do to, to get your business registered with the state of Arkansas. So back to the certification, uh, it sounds like it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, what do you have to do? How hard or easy is it to become certified as a minority and women-owned business? It is really not that hard. The process takes uh, 30 to 45 business days on average. There is an application online that you can complete. And basically, that's the, the first part of it. Um, you can go to our minority women-owned business section under our website, and you will find the application. Or you can contact Karen Castle directly. She is our certification program manager, and she is excellent. She has been doing this for many years, and so she has walked several businesses through this process. Um, also, we have several workshops that we host throughout the year. We have actually one coming up August 26th in partnership with the Arkansas Procurement Technical Assistance Center a.k.a. PTAC. I know that's a that's a long name, but um, we are partnering with them in providing a certification workshop on August 26th. And if for our listeners as well, PTAC is another great resource that you need to visit if you haven't visited yet. Check out their website. They work with many businesses in helping them get contracts, uh, not only with the state, but also with federal with the federal government. And they're constantly offering a number of workshops targeted to doing business with the state. But again, if you are, and also if you're an organization 
that is interested in, in for us to come and talk about certification, we are more than happy to do that or set up a, a special training. You know, we can set up trainings for groups as small as six people to larger groups uh, to learn more about the certification program. Fantastic. All right. You mentioned earlier the directory. Let's talk about that, the Minority and Women-Owned Business Directory. What's that all about? Yeah, that is a great question as well, because our online directory is really a powerful tool for minority and women-owned businesses. This online directory, there are state agency procurement officials and members from the private sector that are constantly going to our online directory to look for specific minority and women-owned businesses. As of right now, we have about 12 to 1,300 businesses, and it's basically a searchable online list, and it's comprised of, again, minority and women-owned businesses in the state, both certified or non-certified. It is very easy to to be part of the directory. There, Again, if you go to our uh, page on the website, you can enter your information to to be submitted to the to be on the online directory, and then we review the information, approve it, and then it basically goes live to the directory. And the directory is pretty current, so we we are constantly updating it. And like I said, it is a it is a very very powerful tool for minority and women owned businesses to be there as it gets searched numerous times. Like you said, there. That is one of the most surged sections on our website. Yes, it is. I keep track of the most popular pages on the Arkansas Economic Development Commission website, which is the URL is ArkansasEDC.com. And yes, uh, week in and week out, the Minority and Women-Owned Business Directory is one of the most popular pages on our website. So I think you pointed it out, Esperanza. It's a valuable resource to search for a minority and women-owned business, but it's also hugely valuable to be a part of the directory. So uh, check it out at ArkansasEDC.com. Absolutely. And one more thing on the directory, you will find businesses from all corners of the state, which I think is very important, and chambers of commerce and different organizations are constantly looking at the directory. So again, if you're a minority women-owned business, please try to get your information to the directory. I am unaware of another similar database uh, in the state, so it's very powerful, and it is divided by category, industry, contact information. So great tool to have. So in summary, get certified and be a part of the directory. Yes. And one thing that I forgot to point out, and I apologize on the certification process, to get certified, you have to have been in business for at least two years. Okay. So just keep that in mind. However, if you haven't been in business for two years, don't let that be a, 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 a discouragement. Still pursue certification, learn about it, come to a training, because you will learn more about the steps that you need to take in order to be certified, and that is valuable. So two years go by fast, so just at least, sure. if anything, uh, find out what the requisites are, the paperwork that you have to submit, you know, and, and, and be a part of that. Great advice. All right. Coming up, September 13th through 19th is Minority Enterprise Development Week. This is a nationally recognized week, uh, also called MedWeek for short. Esperanza, tell us about MedWeek. What goes on at MedWeek and what, what is planned in Arkansas? Absolutely. Yeah, there are a number of activities that are done nationwide to celebrate MedWeek. Um, what we are doing is we're putting together this leadership training for minority and women-owned businesses that week. 
It is a very exciting opportunity because we believe that leadership is key to drive businesses, to create a positive work culture, and therefore have positive outcomes in terms of um, production measurements and whatnot. And so we're putting together this great leadership training um, by John Harrison, who is the founder of VIP2, and he is an expert in all things leadership, especially him having been part of Caterpillar for so many years and have traveled the world as an as an executive dealing with so many different backgrounds, personalities, cultures, and what have you. So it is a world-class training that is going to be accessible, free of cost to minority and women-owned businesses. Great opportunity. All right. Well, that's a great transition uh, to our other guest on the Arkansas Inc. podcast today, John Harrison. Before we talk about your leadership training, John, you have a very interesting professional background, and I wanted to ask you to uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, and, and and Esperanza is so kind to say I'm an expert on all these things because what I do think uh, you'll see in this training, and as I describe my background, is it's all real-world stuff. And so I started out uh, as a supervisor at Caterpillar, uh, the heavy machinery company. I had a group of about 10 or 12 people in my first supervisory position. But like many people, I was thrown into that position with no leadership training, no expectations, um, you know, good at what I was doing as an individual contributor. And now I was responsible for other human beings and really had no clue. And and started off in the United States, moved into different uh, disciplines within Caterpillar, uh, several locations around the United States, and then spent time in uh, Australia, Japan, other parts of Asia, and then moved to Arkansas in 2009 and 10 to start the Caterpillar facility in North Little Rock. So starting from kind of a frontline supervisor to an executive, again, managing large groups of people, small, but as, as Esperanza mentioned, different cultures, different backgrounds, different education levels, and frankly, had to learn along the way, so to speak. And so as we get into the training here in a little bit, people will see that it's, again, very real world. And the curriculum that I've written for leadership training that I use uh, around the world is basically my diary as the life of a leader. And, and I think people will see that pretty quickly, that it's it's not overly academic or overly consultant-like, but, you know, real world and, and very applicable to, to a leader, regardless of what industry or, or size of organization they're in. As Esperanza mentioned, John Harrison is the keynote speaker for the leadership training coming up in Little Rock during Med Week on September 21st in Little Rock at the Mosaic Templars. So, John, fascinating background. How did your corporate leadership experience prepare you for this next part of your career in training and consulting? Yeah, and I really had no plans to do this, so to speak. I was I had a calling, so to speak, to leave my executive life behind and, and help people of all walks of life in different ways and, and I and there are different methods that my wife and I do that. But what I realized is that people spend forty, fifty, sixty hours every week of their life at work. The the numbers will tell you that usually about two thirds of people are disengaged at work. And I just had this feeling that a a real-world message, uh, again, the mistakes that I made as a leader, some of the things I did well, that I could, I could maybe pull that together into a very user-friendly, 
process to help leaders, again, in any capacity. Because, again, if people are disengaged at work, now they're taking that home to their families. It affects marriages. It affects physical health, emotional health, the community. And, and I think we just need to look at leadership in a different way. That sounds like an excellent training session. Let me ask you this. With minority and women-owned businesses, they're often small business owners, and these founders and owners are extremely busy doing all kinds of things just to keep their business running, managing their staff, serving their customers, dealing with all sorts of things. What would you say to a business owner, John, who may be wondering, why should I take time out of my super tight schedule to attend this leadership training? It's it's an excellent question, a very common question. And I think the way I would answer that is this. Of course, it takes time away from your day-to-day operations to attend something like this. And we can always find a reason why we shouldn't you know, do that. However, I think we all know as human beings, there's an incredible amount of time wasted in organizations with human dysfunction, you know, meetings that are a waste of time, whatever. So what I, what I would encourage people is to, to spend a half day, I think we'll walk away from this half day session with some things that will absolutely help you uh, reduce some of that dysfunction and the frustrating things that happen in the workday. We, we do some uh, three-day leadership sessions with clients, and one slide that I always show when they're sitting there at the beginning of their three days is three divided by 365 is 0.8. So in that case, they may be asking, why on earth would I spend three days in a leadership program? Well, if you think about it as 0.8% of your year, it sounds a little silly because I think if we dedicated that kind of time to make life better at work, more efficient, less dysfunction, et cetera, it's a no-brainer. So now think about just a half day, right? And I, I do think it's it's just normal human nature that we, we don't want to give up that time. But frankly, there's never a time in our busy lives where we have four hours or three days in those examples where we have nothing to do. So I think progressive organizations, progressive leaders know they have to invest time. It's no different than investing time in exercise or time with our children or other where there's always something else we could do. But I think this will be a valuable use of that half day. Time is valuable, and I like the way you put it, an investment of time, just a half day. All right, John, one more question. Just give us a little sample here. What are some of the things that a business owner can expect to take away from the training and immediately begin to implement in their business? I I think, again, most of these business owners, my my dad owned a small business, my brother owned a small plumbing business. I grew up around this, and, and they were very good at things technically, right? My dad was a home designer, builder, and my you know brother was the plumber, like I said. I've been around small business. Now my VIP2 is my own small business. So I think what they'll be able to take away is stepping back a little bit from the technical expertise that, that caused the business to, to begin in most cases, putting in some simple cultural pieces in terms of setting expectations for employees behavioral expectations and performance expectations, putting that to a high standard so uh, you're getting the results you want, but you're also getting the behaviors you want. We always say this in our sessions, you know, great employees want to work with other great employees. And one of the common phrases you will hear business owners of any size say today, we can't find any good people. 
well, we're going to challenge that statement in this half day. And I think if that alone will be a reason for people to come to see how can they attract great people by really just adjusting some expectations in their business. That sounds like an excellent training session. So again, Minority Enterprise Development Week leadership training will be on September 21st in Little Rock from 8.30 to 12 at Mosaic Templars, and it's free. It costs nothing. Esperanza, how do you register for the training? Registering for the training is very easy. Just visit our page, arkansasedc.com forward slash lead. You will find all instructions to sign up for this free event. And what a great opportunity, Clark. I mean, you just heard from John, and I'm very excited because whether you are a business owner of when you have two employees on your roster or you have 50 or 75, however many you have, it is so important to determine what type of leader you're going to be and drive the culture for that business. So again, this leadership training hosted by the Arkansas Economic Development Commission coming up on September 21st. To register, visit arkansasedc.com lead, and it's a free event. I also wanted to give Esperanza an opportunity to talk about an event coming up in the spring of 2022, the Minority and Women-Owned Business Matchmaking event, also hosted by the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Esperanza, give us a preview of the matchmaking event. Thank you for that question, Clark. I can't emphasize enough how important networking is for small businesses. Actually, how important networking is in general. And the matchmaking event is exactly that. It's a networking event, and it is our signature event for the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division. This event helps minority and women-owned business owners um, by matching them with county, state, and government buyers for contract opportunities. So it is like a speed dating event in which uh, the business owners are matched with these purchasing officials, and they sit down, they have the opportunity to sit down for 15 minutes to talk about what their offerings are. And the goal of the event is for businesses, number one, to network with this purchasing agents um, with the objective, the ultimate objective of them getting a, a contract down the road. You know, sometimes they're potentially able to get a contract that same day. But a lot of times, as you know, it is a, it is a cultivating those relationships and building those leads and, and that will ultimately translate into having contracts. I've seen the event in action and uh, it's, it's really fascinating and it seems incredibly valuable to get all of these business owners together just to share different experiences of leading a business, the challenges, the opportunities, what, what can they learn from one another? And there's a lot of great programming that happens. So uh, how can people stay tuned uh, for more details about that event? A really good way to do so is by following our Facebook page. If you look under Minority and Women-Owned Business, we have a Facebook page and we're constantly putting notifications of what is to come. Also signing up for our Arkansas Inc. newsletter is a valuable tool because we will be promoting the event via the newsletter. Um, we will also be sending an email to our online directory, which again, if you're part of the directory, you, you will be automatically receiving this type of notification. And we will be also pushing the event out through our resource partners. And I want to uh, stop for a minute and talk about our resource partners for minority and women-owned businesses. 
I can't emphasize how much of great work they do throughout the state. And so if you're a minority or woman-owned business or if you are a startup or you're thinking about starting a business, make sure that you you do your research and look at the different organizations out there that can help you. We as AEDC are here to also guide that process. We have, for example, the Small Business Technology and Development Center, SBTDC, who is an organization that helps business owners or or people in general that are trying to start a business, write business plans, write marketing plans, look into funding opportunities. Like, how do I translate my idea into becoming a business? And so they offer great consulting advice and it's a great resource to, to look into. You also have um, PTAC, like I mentioned uh, them earlier, if you're interested in contracting opportunities. You also have the Small Business Administration, which is a great partner uh, with us as well in the state, and several others, you know, organizations that do great work for the minority of women-owned business community. Lots of great information shared today. Um, I'm going to recap just a little bit. If you are a minority and women-owned business in Arkansas, learn more about the certification process and learn more about the directory. You want to be a part of that too. Do those things by visiting ArkansasEDC.com. Under Community Resources, you can find a link to the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division, where you can learn more about those things. Sign up for the MedWeek Leadership Training hosted by Arkansas Economic Development Commission on September 21st. That will be in Little Rock from 8.30 to 12, just a half day at Mosaic Templars. The cost? There is none. It's free. Register by visiting ArkansasEDC.com slash lead. Keynote speaker will be John Harrison, founder of VIP2. And then stay tuned for more information coming up about the Minority and Women-Owned Business Matchmaking event in the spring of 2022. I would like to thank our guests on today's episode. Esperanza Masana Crane is Director of the Minority and Women-Owned Business Division of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. And John Harrison, founder of VIP2. And John, again, will be our keynote speaker for MedWeek Leadership Training. You've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. This is Clark Cogbill, Director of Marketing with the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. For more information about AEDC, visit ArkansasEDC.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for joining us today.